0: All right, everybody, good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast and finishing up the NFC South today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, champions of the NFL last year, and uh, Tampa Bay becoming a little bit of title title town, uh, Wiz, uh, between the Tampa Bay Lightning taking a couple of titles and then uh, last year in their own stadium, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, who is uh, defying age and... uh, I don't know. Can they do it again, Wiz? That is the big question. Bruce Arians, a uh, longtime NFL coach, was able to get that championship. And uh, a very exciting year for the folks that are Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans.
1: Absolutely. And the Devil Rays are having a terrific season in baseball. So uh, they're, they're a contender as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's incredible. I mean, you know, you figure t- Father Time is undefeated. But uh, I don't know. Father Time may have an, uh, an L in their column, <laughs> the way Brady's going here. Uh, you know, just the, the 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 shift from the year before with that ending, uh, with his last throw as a Patriot, he just looked like he was, I don't know, like really on the downside of his career. And uh, uh, I'm not saying that he's going to be around for ten more years, but uh, he, you know, looked like the new situation, um, the new coaching staff, the new scenery really did him well, and. Uh, As far as Brady goes, you know, I know a lot of people have him inside the top 12. So are you good with drafting Brady as your go-to number one quarterback all year? Or similar to someone like Matt Ryan, do you want to pair him up with – maybe a younger guy that you could sprinkle in every so often during the season
0: Nah, you know look Tom Brady let in one of my leagues led me to a championship I took a chance with him as a number one last year and he proved it he proved it to be a, a good decision uh, he threw for 290 yards a game a figure that he I think he hadn't reached since something like 2007. So it was an astounding year. Bruce Arians, look, he runs a passing offense. There's no question about it. Uh, Brady, like you said, looked like he was kind of in trouble at the end of the previous season with the Patriots. But, you know, last year, with a couple little hiccups early in the year, and I think a lot of that had to do with just the – just the preparation that we saw uh, post COVID and what was happening there. But, you know, as the season rolled on, Brady was able to really get on the same page with most of his receivers. Antonio Brown added another dimension to this offense. Uh, Gronk was kind of rejuvenated and yeah, look, I'm confident uh, with Tom Brady at the helm and Bruce Arians' system that Tom Brady will deliver as a number one quarterback in fantasy for the 2021 season.
1: All right. Fair enough. Um, the running back situation, boy, uh, it completely flip flop Ronald Jones, the lead guy, uh, entered Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones kind of got hurt uh, at the start of the playoffs, and uh, Leonard Fournette became the main guy, and Ronald Jones became his backup. I don't know. It's a headache. Gio Bernard is in the mix this year. I do not have either guy as anything more than a flex Uh, starter. I don't even have either guy inside my top 20 at running back, so uh, I'm not drafting either guy. They have to contend with the fact that neither one of them are great uh, pass catches. They have to contend with each other. They have to contend with Bruce Arians being in a moody situation. I'm not sure. I'm going to let someone else try and figure out this puzzle. So I have nothing more than flex appeal for Fournette and Ronald Jones. Do you see it differently? And if so, which guy do you like?
0: I'm in the do not touch zone here with both of these players Wiz. And you mentioned that they added Gio Bernard to this mix. Will he be kind of a James White to this offense? I don't know. Uh, CJ Proseis, another player who's on this roster, Keyshawn Vaughn. uh, Someone's going to catch the ball a little bit in this offense. I'm not sure it's going to be, but most likely it'll be Bernard. But when you're choosing between Fournette and Jones, I think your head's going to spin as it did last year. We saw Fournette during the season last year take a number of DMPs. You know he had a lot to think about it coming into the season and what he was going to do after the season in terms of a long term contract. He took a short term deal with the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to stick around. Still a young guy, but Fournette was the hero at running back as Ronald Jones was hurt in the postseason. And Jones had a couple of big games, including some long long runs, uh, and, and a guy who averaged over five yards a carry during the regular season. So I'm with you. I, I just think there's just too much confusion for me to touch it and not feel a lot of confident outside of one of those players, and I don't wish harm on anybody, but if something were to happen to one of these players during the preseason and that you would remove, remove one of them from the equation, uh, I think that would immediately lift one of these players to kind of number one status. But outside of that, it's a do not touch for me, Wiz.
1: Yeah, that's how I see it. Um, so we'll see. I, I think when I look at that situation, I, I think that's going to vary – who gets the touches and more of the touches and the better fantasy output on a week to week basis. I really do. I think I could flip flop almost on a weekly basis. Uh, while it doesn't seem to be much confidence in who will be a fantasy football star, at the running back, that's not the case in wide receiver where the question is, Who do you rank higher, Mike Evans or Godwin? Uh, Antonio Brown seems to have a good rapport with Brady, but uh, I'd be kind of hard-pressed not to think that he's not third on that pecking order at wide receivers. So I have uh, Evans and Godwin as wide receiver two. Maybe uh, Brown as wide receiver three or kind of a flex. Um, So it's very, very close between the top two guys. You have either guy as wide receiver one, and uh, who do you have uh, as the uh, number one receiver in terms of fantasy value upcoming for the Bucks?
0: I, I think this is a hard one. Wiz. we talked a li- we talked about this group a little bit on that uh, wide receiver group uh, podcast that we did, where we thought players were very very close in value, and I think. Once Brown entered the equation and the, and the ability to kind of stay out of trouble last year, you know, the targets were very evenly dispersed between those three players and production was there. And actually, the player that looked to take the biggest hit amongst the three of them was actually uh, Chris Godwin, and which is kind of hard to believe from what we saw in 2019. But, you know, again, this is a new season. Let's see how things work out. I think you mentioned, yes, the chemistry is definitely there uh, with Brady and Brown. Brown, in my eyes, is probably being treated... If I look at drafts, probably drafted too late, probably slightly undervalued. I I would argue that the the uh, Godwin-Evans situation uh, on a week-to-week basis, I think you could switch around those two guys. But I think they're borderline one-two guys, and I think all three of these receivers are going to have value. They're all going to get drafted. But my one argument would be that I think Brown is being overlooked a little bit in terms of where he's being drafted or how he's being valued in auction drafts.
1: So do you feel all three are fantasy football starters where Brown is even in, in that wide receiver three conversation?
0: Yeah I think there's going to be some weeks where Brown's in the two conversation I really do I, I just I, you know I don't know what I don't know what it is with these guys I just I just again when I look at those eight games where the three of them played together the pro the the, pro, the targets were very evenly distributed so yes he's older uh, different type of player than the other two guys but Brady connects with the guy Brady just connects with
1: the guy. There's no question about that. And another trio is at the tight end position for Tampa, where they have Gronk. And you can't, you can't even try and, you know, uh, match the um, the familiarity that Brady and Gronk have. They 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 deal in shorthand on the field. They know where the other guy. Brady knows where Gronk is going to be, and Gronk knows what Brady wants to do with the ball. Then you have Cameron Braid, who was terrific in some big moments when the Bucks needed him in the playoffs. And then O.J. Howard, who is a darling of the fantasy football community last year, matching up, pairing him up with Brady. People had high expectations of him. He's trying to overcome an injury. I'm not sure what to do with this tight end, If any of the, this tight end position, if any of these guys are fantasy football starters. Uh, I don't see any of them inside the top 12 at the position. But give me some clarity. How do you see it at the tight end position for Tampa?
0: Yeah, I think it's just going to be too maddening. I I really do. I, I just, you know, Gronk will get a few ends, uh, red zone looks. He's going to be uh, definitely playing a role in the in the blocking, in the running game. Uh, he's a, such a good blocker. I just think it's going to be hard. I, I wanted to shy away from the player last year. He kind of surprised me at the level of production he had. I, As you mentioned, I think it was helped a lot by O.J. Howard not being around. And when O.J. Howard wasn't around, Cameron Brait did make a little bit of noise. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think if all three guys are kind of rostered. I don't think I can trust a situation on a week in, week out basis where I'd want to have anything more than kind of a a, a backup tight end sort of situation. I, I don't know. Just seems a little bit too cloudy for me to kind of take uh, any kind of equity in uh, coming into this season. That's what that's the way I'm looking at it.
1: Hey, you're not sure what the personnel they're going to use. Who's going to get the snap? You know, who's count? Who's going to lead at the position? We very well good Gronk a lot of rest management in the long season yeah, exactly. to have him ready for hopefully will be another Super Bowl run for Tampa Bay. I think the tricky thing is too is, is the, it,
0: it, it, the tricky thing as well. We didn't mention Scotty Miller um, or uh, Kelvin, Kelvin Johnson uh, Johnson, the other receiver on this team, right? You know, there's there's a couple other guys on this team. A uh, Tyler Johnson, excuse me, my 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 head's. Uh, my head's uh, not straight at the moment. But yeah, Tyler Johnson, who they drafted two years ago. We know what Scotty Miller did at times. There are just other, there's a lot of weapons in this offense that I don't know that Brady, much the way he's leaned on tight ends in the past, I don't know that it's the same. It just, to me, it just would vary in wild inconsistency uh, when it comes to fantasy production with these guys.
1: And Tim um, and Bay's defense is going to be drafted. If not, uh, you know. As the number one defense, certainly as the top three, a top five defense. There's nothing really bad about them. They're going to be drafted uh, as the top def- one of the top defenses in all formats. Ryan Sukkot was was just terrific, so reliable, especially in those playoff games. He made a lot of clutch kicks. He just seemed to be automatic. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about him kicking long ones. I don't think they sent him out there that many times. I think he only had like a few, two or three even attempts from 50-plus, but you know he's on a good offense, kicking in warm weather. There's a lot about Ryan Sukup. Uh He a lot of confidence going for his his way, and uh, you know I can see uh, people wanting to draft Ryan Sukop as a uh, number one kicker inside the top twelve this year. How do you see it with the Bucks defense and Sukop?
0: Yeah, I think the Bucks defense. You know, they brought every all those starters. They've managed the way to, uh, in their accounting process to bring all those players back. Uh, I see that still being a very very strong defense, and they get a, they get a little bit of a break, right? You got a situation. Look at the division. It's a little bit different division than we've seen in the past, and they're going to play six games, right? You've got you've got a new offense in Atlanta. You've got a new quarterback in Carolina, and you got a new 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 era starting a quarterback for New Orleans. So maybe not the same level of potency as we've seen before, and that's six of their games. But, yeah, I think Tampa Bay is a slam dunk one, uh, one defense for sure. As you mentioned, Sukope, he's going to get the scoring opportunities, not from long distance, but he's definitely going to be on there, and he was one of the top-ranking uh, field goal kickers in the league last year year and as well uh you know like you said postseason he was very strong so the confidence is there for that player
1: no question about that he's one of those kickers that I'll nominate for a dollar in our league and sure enough I guarantee you somebody will say two bucks to make sure I don't get him
0: (laughs) that happens a lot Wiz we know that happens a lot so you know yeah and again, like look, the, the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers duplicating and coming back to you know, in the Super Bowl again or winning a Super Bowl again—that's a really hard feat to uh, to achieve. They're gonna—they're definitely gonna have a, a little bit more of a target on their back. People are always wanting to be Brady anyway. Uh, you know, it, it it might be a little bit more difficult for this defense. You know, one year older uh, again. Teams getting up to play the world champions, but. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, look, th- this is a this is a team that was able to b- bring back all of their key starters, which is kind of a rare thing to see uh, in this day and age of football. Ways that's kind of amazing that they were able to bring all these guys back on both sides of the football. And you know, we didn't mention this either. The offensive line played better and better as the season went on. Brady stayed stayed upright, and that was a very important factor as well.
1: Yeah, there is no no question about that. It's always difficult when. Um... You're the hunted um, instead of doing the hunting. So we'll see how that works for Tampa Bay. And now, you know, he made a lot of good points about the division, a lot of new things going on there, new coaches, new quarterbacks, um, new systems. So we'll see how that plays out and how much of an advantage it is for Tampa Bay, as you mentioned, bringing the old gang back together again.
0: Yep. Okay. So we are down to one uh, division left to cover and we'll be doing that uh, uh, You know, again over the next couple of days. Uh, the NFC West, that is definitely one of the more interesting and I guess one of the more balanced divisions out there and uh, excited to talk about that group of teams, Wiz. Uh, I wish you a good evening. And NFC West will be on tap next. And I guess we start off with the Arizona Cardinals. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Apple, uh, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Again, make sure you're subscribing. Be smart. Listen like term. Don't be a Jimmy O. Have a great night, Wiz.
1: (laughs) You got it.